Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans. I am Eric Sorensen, joined here with Luke Olson. Uh, John Gouda is invisible. He's got his invisible cloak on. He's a Harry Potter fan. I, I believe he yeah. quotes that. So hey, hopefully, yeah. hey, John, uh, hopefully take the cloak off here soon and join us. Um, but no, episode 24 brought to you by Fitter's Furniture. And I don't think we have to even discuss who episode 24 is. I'm wearing his jersey right now. That's right. Hall of Fame patch on the sleeve. Uh the King Griffey Jr. episode, episode 24, and how fitting today is, you know, I'm also jacked up today because it's pitchers and catchers reported. Mariners are, pitchers are there today. Ah, Springs are, Taiwan Walker's back. Taiwan Walker's back with the Mariners. Let's see how that pans out. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's been a, it's been quite some time since he's met the Mariners, but I think he's uh, maybe out of his prime. I don't know if he ever was in his prime. Yeah, he's he seems maybe. to get hurt all the time. Yeah, maybe he'll peak. Maybe he'll maybe this is the time. He'll, yeah, and you never know. You know, I had a discussion today with someone about the same thing. Is he still better than Felix Hernandez? Yeah, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. We'll find out when Felix is pitching for the Braves. That's right he makes it to the majors. That's yeah. right. Um, like I said, this is episodes twenty four is brought to you by Fitters Furniture. Get down, go see them on the corner of Fourth and Main. They have a busy weekend ahead of them. I know that there's uh, the Spirit of the West is in town this weekend, and they have people set up uh, in their displays, giving out doing cowboy poetry. So go down, listen to some poetry, check out some furniture, give go buy something. Tell them Valley Sports Talk fans are are, are listening. And they're going shopping there, and and I think in that corner corner window, you're going to see us here in a couple of weeks. That's right. Yeah, I think, I think that's going to happen here. That'll soon, be uh, so. pretty fun. That yeah. will be. So hope we can pack the house and. And uh, we can get some furniture sold there that day. So, yeah, uh, I think today is, uh, I'm seeing about 55 out. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon. It's beautiful. I feel like I should be out at the baseball field getting it ready. We should have practice today, but it's still February. <laughs> and uh, yesterday was a true spring day that was blowing about 100 miles an hour. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, roll into, uh, I know we were working. And I said, Dad, it sucks out here. Let's go to Granger. We went down there, watched the kid, has boys play. Uh, I had to pick up my daughter, so we had to leave early. Didn't get to watch the girls play, but the girls won too. Yeah, they, the girls survived. Uh, I believe they play. Th- yeah, they play tomorrow, Thursday, mm-hmm. um, against White Swan, and I think it's a winner get, is guaranteed a spot in regionals and losers out. And mm-hmm. the winner also plays in the third and fourth game. And yeah. and yeah, how about the Kittitas boys? They uh, won two games, beat. Uh, can't remember who they beat yesterday by one. They beat Walla Walla Wall Valley Academy. That's right, and they advanced to the. EWAC Championship versus White Swan. White Swan. Third time's yeah. a charm, baby. And uh, yeah, so Kid Test boys are guaranteed to spot into the regionals. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll see where they go from there. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. I, you know, I don't think many people thought that they'd uh, make it this far, mm-hmm. um, considering, you know, they lost, you know, Brock Reve and the other four seniors and their head coach. Right. It's like a new, brand new program. Brand new but program. they got Justin back, which was big. Yeah. And uh, it sounded like he had a pretty good night. He did. So, you know, you got to see see sheer toughness of a kid. And uh, you know, the people that always say the kids just aren't the same nowadays. Well, Justin, you know, he left a little bit of a ankle problem, and he came back and toughed out the second half and hit. And he got that thing going. He started hitting three pointers, and and uh, it was awesome. It was fun to see a kid's grit and determination, and his toughness, go out and and uh, go help win a game. And and you had uh, the freshman Josh Ross back. That kid, he's fun to watch too. Yeah, I'm super pumped to have him in this spring on yeah. baseball diamond. But he balled yeah. out, and you know, Catlin had a good game, and 
Uh, Cody Van Dorn did well. I was impressed with him. He kind of dominated. Uh, Wall Wall's big. They're tall. And the, and, uh, the kid, uh, ice in his veins, Dawson Byers, gets fouled with, what, 10 seconds left, something like that, and he misses the first one. The second one, he drains it. And luckily, because Wava hits a hits a three-pointer as the time runs out to get him within one, and if he doesn't make that free throw, we're overtime, and who knows what happens there. That's, yeah. What uh, what was your dad's thoughts? He was, you know, he said, once the team got going, they're fun to watch. And <laughs> it kind of was a slow start for Kittitas, and, and uh, it, it beat Fixing Corrals at 40-mile-an-hour uh, wins. Yeah. That was a great That's- Great, great day. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. Uh, yeah. And actually, you are going to get out of here shortly because Ellensburg, yep. your Ellensburg boys, right? Ellensburg boys, they play Euphrates tonight. Uh, winner moves on to the semifinals. Um, Ellensburg boys defeated, uh, I'm slipping who they played on Monday. Um, number six seed. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, but they won uh, and they advance. And if they beat Afraid, yeah, like I said, they, they beat Afraid, they uh, move on to the semifinals and it's uh, yeah, I'll be there tonight. That'll be awesome. Yeah, uh, Ellensburg girls have a little bit of break right now. Yep they uh they won't play till Saturday, mm-hmm. and that will be at Central. Um, yeah, they with their uh, sweet perfect season, they got two two eyes. So dang, who they got? I guess they're not probably it's, not sure. It's yet. not sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, it's an exciting time. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, like we, last week, catch the episode we had uh, Coach Jeff Whitney in and. And talked about the season they had. Go check that out if you haven't already. And, and the other exciting news, and I'm not, I don't know if I think they lost last night, but Cleon Boys, you know, we talked to Eric Terrell. Their goal was district tournament, first time in a long time, and they did it. And they're there and they're playing. I think they got one more game still. I guaranteed one more game, I mean. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if they're guaranteed or not, but they did lose to mm-hmm. Riverview, um, the first, which is kind of a tough, tough seed. Mm-hmm. Riverview, I, I believe, only lost one game, but. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool for Eric and the team. I mean, 18 years is a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said in my story, most of those kids weren't even uh, born yet. But uh, right. yeah, pretty cool for Jeez. maybe I'll build something, you know, you know, maybe Eric can build some, you know, kind of a program going there and mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But, right. Yeah. Well, that's pretty exciting for them and hopefully they uh, they get, so they are done or they keep, they got one more game. I, I believe they're done. They're done. Okay. Yeah, since it's districts. Right. Yeah. Um and the Cleom girls, yeah, they played tomorrow. Okay. Um, I can't remember who they got, but uh, yeah, it starts tomorrow as well. Okay. District district tournament. Uh, we got wrestling coming up here soon. I know like the kid has and Ellsberg gone through districts. Yeah, I think so, the Matt Classics coming up soon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, regionals are this weekend. Ellsberg, uh, Ellsberg sent six to regionals. Um, one of our reporters at the Daily Record was there, and but uh. Mm-hmm. And this week in the newspaper, you'll find out how Kittitas is what, what look, the prospect looks like for them. But what I do know is Tony Rios, sophomore, is a twenty-eight zero this season, Damn. and he's only wrestled. Last year was his first year wrestling, so he'll be at regionals. And I think uh, another kid named Paul Jones will be at regionals as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Tony, probably to look out for Tony in the one twenty weight class. That's yeah. uh, pretty cool. That's pretty awesome. You know, a strong program and traditionally and it's glad to see that uh that coach treats got them boys going well out there yeah it's yeah. A, a coach who's had some success with the when he was in high school so yeah i think uh he's looking to build that program up as well yeah. like yeah keep the tradition going there yeah. uh the other thing we got going and i i should have pulled it up here before we got going uh big game tomorrow night i think we've already covered all the preps yeah moving on to central uh the boys 
basketball team after they knocked off the Western and the YouTubers watching. I still got the shirt up. Uh, speaking of that, get on YouTube, watch us if you haven't already. We got we got the broadcast on there and our new setup and the fun T-shirt behind us. But uh, no, and then they knocked off um, MSUB yeah. Thursday mm-hmm. and uh, still kind of a small crowd. So if you guys are listening to this, you know they're in Alaska this week, but the following week they come home for the final two games. I believe they play they got both. North, oh, one two Western Oregon, mm-hmm. and then they got maybe Northwest Nazarene. I believe. No, they they beat Northwest here. That's right. Already. They play. Uh, I, I believe Concordia. You're right. And Concordia Which, is uh, this will be last time they'll ever play them. Done. Considering they're uh, they're closing down the school. That is that it's is crazy. Blew my, have you ever seen a university <clears throat> shut down? I would no, I haven't. That's like I was just thinking just the other day. I've never really seen a yeah. big university. I mean, there could have been some small ones, but. This is really the first one I've ever even heard yeah. of. And we're not talking about athletics. We're talking about everything. It's, yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh. Actually, Ryan Kuhn, uh, the old sports editor at the DR, mm-hmm. sent me a text and said, did you see Concordia is shutting down? And I was like, which sport? Yeah. And he said the whole school. So uh, Doors are closing. Um, as far as basketball, it's, so it's just going to be 10 teams now in the GNAC, mm-hmm. which I think makes it a little better even. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um and the other sports that, you know, they've got no football, but they do have soccer and, and I believe softball. Yep. Softball, baseball. Mm-hmm. And the bummer part is that baseball just got the automatic bid to regionals or yeah, to a regional tournament just by winning the GNAC tournament. Mm-hmm. And before you had to go beat the California schools and losing Concordia. I'll be curious to see how it goes in the future, because I heard they're going to be guaranteed that spot a couple more years. But after, unless they pick somebody else up, they don't have a enough teams in the conference to get an automatic bid to a tournament playoff. Oh yeah. So that's, that's a big one for spring sports. That will change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basketball will make a difference, but yeah, right. hearing that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so the central men's men's team, right. got, they got Fairbanks, Fairbanks tomorrow night against Spar. So and, and recently off his 400 win fitting, he gets that against Western. Yeah. And they've knocked off both, you know, the top two teams in the league with the mm-hmm. uh, SPU, giving them their only loss. And then, now his old old rival in Western. Right. I wonder if the rivals is the same. Oh, he's, I bet that guy still got hate for them. <laughs> I'd guarantee it. And once yeah. you, yeah, once a wildcat <laughs> and hate for those guys. Uh, I think it's safe to say that Thursday's matchup with Central and Fairbanks is the two hottest teams in the GNAC. for sure. Yeah, seven and seven. Bruce, I believe Fairbanks eight. is eight and five. Yeah, and that that's a big it's a big game for Central. Yeah. Um, and then they got Anchorage, and Anchorage I think dropped down to seven and six or seven mm-hmm. and seven, but. Yeah, it's pretty exciting for Central. I know they're yeah, yeah. Doing pretty good how they play right now. Absolutely. They I think it's you know, they 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 if they can come back from Alaska with two wins and then get that win against Western Oregon, uh, I think that sets them up pretty damn good for the playoffs. Yeah. They'll have to play SPU last game of the year, but take care of the wins before that game. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter for them. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh the women, I guess they're still going strong and, and uh Yeah, they they're sitting in fifth, mm-hmm. I believe, had a Eight and five, eight and six. Mm-hmm. They're right, right in that area. Um, they lost to Alaska Anchorage, uh, which is their number eight in the country. Right, but uh, they're decent at um, yeah. Basketball. I mean, it's kind of they Central kind of surprised me this season. I thought they'd, you know, they're going to make the tournament. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I assume um, they're they're a good team, but they were picked as the GNAC favorites and. But, you know, I guess it means nothing, you know, even Randy Richardson said that before the season, you know, this polls and all that mean nothing. But, mm-hmm. 
you know, they're still they're still playing well and they, they have the capability to beat good teams and they 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 had a chance against Anchorage, you know, they were down I mean, they were never out of out of reach. They had a pretty strong first quarter. They took like a twenty two fifteen lead and then they're only down one at the half and only down five heading to, into the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then uh Anchorage went on the little run and, and then Central responded back to get within six and then with like a minute 30 left, but then it just kind of, yeah, fell off from there. But they have the ability to compete with good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it took some loss, you know, took some hard losses to one, you know, to the top teams, not hard losses, but took some losses, but yeah. So, right. but, well, the yeah. uh, central softball team looks like they split with Dixie state this last week and then kind of had a tough tournament there at the Dixie state tournament. They lost a, they were, went one for four. Uh, lost to some good D2 schools, but they got P- University of Puget Sound this weekend. Uh, Central Baseball came back 500 at the Academy of Art down in there in the Bay Area, and they head to Oregon. Hmm. Games just got moved up for weather. It kind of ticks me off because I was going to go watch Saturday, Sunday, doubleheader Saturday, single game Sunday against Corbin University, but it got moved up because of weather. Doubleheader Friday, single game Saturday with a weather report that says downpour of rain saturday so you would have saw your former player right that's why i was going they're yeah. facing Jaden metter kid has high school alumni yeah that was gonna be my chance to go see him and hope maybe i'll uh it's too bad i don't know if i'll get my wife convinced to be able to leave and go on a five-hour drive on valentine's day she has to stay at work friday so yeah i don't know if i'll be able to leave on valentine's day but i'm hoping to get down there if not i'll try to catch Jaden at when they play at lc state this year but yeah i think you're stuck I don't think I'm going. <laughs> I think it's, it's a pretty a one, safe bet. <laughs> about a 1% chance. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, so they got that going. And both softball and baseball should be opening up uh, league play. Actually, the baseball opens up league play at the end of this month. Yeah. February. Yeah. Softball's back in March. But <laughs> spring's coming around pretty quick. It's coming around. And actually, spring, you know, our, our next couple episodes, this today we're doing the baseball preview for the three high school teams. And um, we got Todd Gibson calling in. We got uh, Colby Sherrill from Cleom supposed to be calling us in. And and the Kittitas coach, he's kind of being difficult. Yeah, he's he's a difficult one to get a hold of. He might just pass. He might pass on him. Yeah. Um, but we'll have the baseball. And then next week we're trying to get, you know, the next couple of weeks we'll get softball. And and uh, so I guess right now we're going to lead into after this message from Fitter's Furniture. You're going to get a coach. We're not sure which one yet. Uh, it's go ahead and call now, coaches. And, and we will be there back with just a moment with one of the three head high school baseball coaches in the valley that's right is a new sofa calling your name this new year maybe a recliner whatever furniture needs replacing when it comes to furniture upgrades you can trust the professionals at fitterers furniture in ellensburg a knowledgeable sales staff certified interior designers and three floors of quality home furnishings are just some of what you'll get at fitterers Fitterers also offers in-house financing, free delivery, and Holloway in Central Washington. Fitterers Furniture, quality furniture since 1896. Fitterers. Well, Valley Sports Talk fans, we are back. We are joined by head coach, Cleon Rosen Warriors, Colby Sherrill. Thanks for joining us today. How are you guys? Thanks to, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we're, uh, we're super excited to have you on. I know that, uh, you know, being a baseball person, in today's weather, how it's just getting the blood flowing, getting that baseball baseball uh, itch going, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, I was like I was saying earlier, I was out there uh, today, just you know, seeing what I could do, and 
uh, I was talking to the grounds guys and we're about a month actually ahead of schedule from where we were in years past. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, being able to forecast potentially being outside on day one, you know, as a county and not just ourselves is, is a huge plus for us for the upcoming season for sure. Absolutely. You know, I'm, I'm curious to see, and, and maybe you guys haven't had this problem in the past, but it'll be fun to see arm health this year and how, how healthy our pitchers are going to be. Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, I just got back from the Northwest uh, coaches clinic and they, you know, they were talking about, you know, stretching it out. And that was a big, you know, focus for me um, trying to figure out what we can do, especially when we get later into the season, you know, we seem to putts out or have arm issues. Um, so, you know, getting outside and just being able to air it out, mm-hmm. um, from day one and, and be able to take our time rather than trying to speed everything up inside is going to be a huge benefit. I think, um, especially as the season goes on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, talk us about your team a little bit, uh, you know, the, the 2020 Cleveland Roslers and Roslyn Warriors and, and see how, uh, how, yeah, what's the team looking like this year? What, what's some things well, to highlight? You know, I think, uh, for the most part, we're, we're pretty, uh, unknown. We don't have any true, <clears throat> any true, um, varsity contributors coming back. I would say we have guys that had some innings, but weren't the uh, highlight guys. You know, obviously we graduated, you know, Adam Rinaldi, um, last year, who was our big stick. And this year with Keenan Everett, he's going to have to step in and, and take on that number one, you know, roll on the bump. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how he takes that. But as far as, you know, other positions, we're looking at pitch by committee, um, position by committee right now. Um, uh, our biggest hole right now, I'd have to say, is we're looking for a catcher, you know, and if you can't find a, an adequate catcher, especially at our level, it could be a long season for sure. So, um, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us the first two weeks, especially trying to figure out who's who and um, who's going to fit where. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> but all in all, it's going to be exciting. I know the guys from football. So, um, and with the success the basketball team had, you know, I, I don't foresee any, you know, big issues other than weather and grades, you know? So you, are you going to get some guys from the basketball team and football team? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. You know, and that's kind of like why I joined on with the football you program this last year was just hopefully just to get that cyclical group of guys going through all of the programs. And I've talked to a few basketball players that are going to be coming out for the first time. That's going to add some, some athleticism, you know, to the lineup a little bit, hopefully, um, and then football, you know, we're just hoping maybe an attitude, maybe a mentality, maybe just some consistency. Um, but again, you know, baseball is such a different beast than than basketball and football, as we know that, you know, you could be a stud on the on the hard court and, and come out and it could be a struggle. Yeah. So who so, you lost Adam and he was kind of your so your big batter and he also tossed a lot of innings, right? Yeah. So yeah. Who, who who were kind of other seniors that were big contributors that you lost last season uh let's you know let's see we had uh um you know dylan we lost dylan weiss last year uh adam rinaldi um who's the there's a couple of other guys that i can't really think off the top of my head but the juniors you know we have a group of juniors um that you know with connor hilberg and griffin bator you know those group of guys i think they could really step out of the shadows um especially in a leadership role. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were, we were, we were built around small ball last year. So, you know, numbers weren't, didn't really dictate, you know, 
the, you know, how a guy's contributed and, and whatnot. So, um, it, it's going to be a different, it's going to be a different issue this year, especially since we don't have a 500 hitter or a 400 hitter right off the get go. Mm-hmm. If that answers your question. Yeah. Oh, and you gotta love the small, I love the small ball game. It's just, it's fun to play. No, it's always fun to have those hitters that can sit there and jack home runs, but <laughs> well, and you know, like I've only had maybe one or two like guys in the Worsland brothers that could actually do it probably consistently. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're built around that. And especially, you know, uh, I think it'll definitely help being outside earlier to, to be able to, to, you know, create a philosophy and an identity with small ball and whatnot. Um, but inside trying to, trying, trying to recreate small ball situations is almost comical at times. Yeah. If you don't have the space. So are you, so small ball, something you kind of want to continue this year, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm always pretty hyper aggressive when it comes to uh, small ball. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that's been my MO since high school. So I'm, you know, I'm not going to change it. Um, you know, as country knows, we were doing that stuff when he was 15. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just, it, you know, the, the players dictate, you know, how aggressive, you know, I can get, um, you know, I prefer the national league, but if I have an American league squad, I'm going to let them swing it, obviously, you know, yeah. <clears throat> huh. well, so who are the, some of the people in your, or the teams in your league that are going to be the, you know, the, the main competition that will be going out you know, Zilla, Zilla's got a kid that they just signed, I believe, with Utah. Right. Um, uh, so, the, you know, they're, I'm not going to say that's that's one notch for them every time they go out in a three-game series, but that's going to be pretty tough to beat, Pac-12 guy. Right. Um, so, you know, and athletically, they they seem to always find guys, maybe not, not so much true baseball guys, but just athletes in general. Natchez is always going to be up there just because of their reputation and their history. Um, Goldendale might be suspect this year with just the sheer volume of guys that they have coming out. I know that they had almost 30 last year. So that's going to be, you know, anytime you have that, that amount of kids, you're bound to find two or three kids that can pump it a little bit or hit a, hit a baseball. So, um, that makes me nervous, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, that, that means that, you know, we're just going to have to do things a little bit different, a little bit better, compete a little bit um should be fun that's yeah. why we that's why we're at the small level you know yeah what was your uh what did you think of you guys dropping down to 2b next year and you'll be able to, um, you'll be facing eric now <laughs> well you know i you know everyone it, it's it, it's a it's a double-edged sword i mean people on one hand are saying how great it's going to be but i think if you're if you're realistic and you actually look at the teams that we're playing the, the competition level isn't actually any different but in fact on a weekend and week out basis i think it actually gets more competitive for us so i don't think there's any guarantees um i like the old valier i like the kittitas i like you know playing against teams that i played against i i like playing against teams um that are a little bit more sized with us uh but as far as you know dropping down just for the because we're gonna win that's that's I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, we're still going to have to play baseball. We're still going to have to, you know, do things in the off season. Um, but I do think it'll be interesting, you know, revisiting that, that County rivalry again, Kittitas, Kaleelum. Mm-hmm. Those used to be some good, good games back in the day with the, uh, Jimmy Hill and, and Jason Cooey and those boys. Oh yeah. That's really going. That's, 
Hey, that's that's my that's my era. The glory days Thanks, of Kidatas you know, baseball. <laughs> that was hey, that was a good era, you know. And I think you even had uh, Rick, not Rick, uh, Ted Geese, maybe. Right, Ted Geese, Reese Brown. Ted Geese, that was my first uh, high school at bat. Ted Geese, three pitches. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so, what what should this rivalry? Uh, it needs a new name. What what do you got for it? I don't know. You're going to have to, Oh, you're going to have to go with country on that one. I've been trying to figure that out too. And I even put it out on our Facebook and we've got a few good answers, but we've got to, Hey, and you know, we can make it. The cool thing about it is it's a 30 minute drive and there's so many different things that you can add into a baseball game, you know, to get such a event Mm -hmm. and inner County in an inner County event. Cause there's so many families that are intermingled between, you know, upper and lower. It could be a pretty cool deal. I think. You know, especially, um, you know, I, I coached you, you little punk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, uh, hey, you know, I'm not going to go Bill Belichick and let all my players beat me, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> That's funny. So, but it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. You know, just, I, I've seen what Eric's done up there. Um, obviously Todd's had a good, good run and still is going to have a good run. You know, maybe we could just add a little bit more respect to County baseball like it was back in the day. Yeah. Well, it's definitely gonna be a lot of fun and, and I know we're looking forward to the travel distances in this new division. That's for sure. Absolutely. So, so when are, absolutely. when, when are tryouts for the team and when's the first game? Uh, let's see, March 2nd, I believe is our first, mm-hmm. uh, report day. And then, uh, let's see. We're we're exactly ten days after that. We have Grandview at Grandview for a doubleheader, so that'll be that'll be good. We played them, the you know the last two years. Um, they're not the strongest two way, but you know they definitely they've definitely gotten better in the last three years. Um, so yeah. it's uh, it, it'll be good to just be outside, obviously, and, and get some innings in before we let's see play. I think our opener is um, Nat Cheese. Hmm. Yeah. So. It'll be, okay. it'll be good for us. It'll be good for us. Cool. Well, thank you, Colby, for joining us, and good luck this season. And, and we'll, uh, we'll check in halfway through the season with you. And, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm pumped for you. They don't have to, I don't have a foot of snow right now, so you guys can get going day one. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Go Warriors. All right. Thanks, Colby. All right, boys. <laughs> All right, Kittitas Valley sports fans. Um, we have another guest this week. Well, I don't know if we'd call him guest, but – uh, co-host <laughs> Eric Sorensen, Kittitas baseball coach for the last couple of years. Uh, you know, their season's getting going as well. Uh, coach, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's like, great <laughs> to be here today. What a great studio you got. Yeah, it's a uh, what a nice table. Before I know. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, kid, you know, baseball is coming up for you guys pretty soon. Uh, when uh, when do you guys start? When's official practice tryouts? When March that's... March second's first practice. Okay. Our first game is March seventeenth. We go down to our, our yearly trip to see Liz JV night game. Yeah. Exciting for the kids and yeah, we're getting rolling. Yeah. So what's uh what are you looking forward to this season? What's the team look like? Uh, I'm extremely excited about this team and the fact that I've had this year circled for quite some time because of knowing the senior group we have and the freshmen we have coming in, the glue in the middle and. Uh, you know, we return a lot. I know last year was a big disappointment for everybody on the team. It, it didn't go nearly as good as we thought it would. And uh, we, we're going to learn from it. And we already have, I think. And and uh, our kids played about 25 games this summer as a team. And I'm excited to see how that pans out with this crew. Yeah. Who did you, did you lose much or? We lost uh, two seniors. 
Okay. Who are uh, those two? Timmy Tossison and, and uh, Caleb Harris. That's right. And okay. two outfielders. So we got a couple outfield spots opening up. Um, and uh, but the good news is we got a couple young guys that can play there. We got a couple current guys that are outfielders and and uh, guys that can swing a stick are going to find their way in those spots. Yeah. Is there any other voids besides those two outfield positions? Nope. Or you nope. think every other position is almost we're you know every position's open in the fact that yeah. the competition. But yeah, we got. And we're going to be deep at quite a few positions this year. And so uh, it's kind of a small B-school coach's dream what we have, as long as we stay healthy and eligible. And There's going to be some depth to this roster. Yeah. I think the only other ones are pitching staff, is there's still things to be to be determined. Yeah. And what, Who's the who's kind of your ace? It's who's, open. Who's, we got it's open. And it's open. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a couple guys that have a uh, kind of their foot in the door of that. You know, uh, Blake Catlin is – he, he's one of the harder throwers on our team, and he's a really good pitcher. And uh, Colton Utiger has put in a lot of work in the offseason. And, uh, you know, we'll see how Justin does, Hudson, yeah. how his arm is. And, you know, uh, Dawson Gilson, he's a, he's a dude that comes out and throws strikes and balls out. So, yeah, uh, there's definitely – and we have a big pitching staff this year and uh, got a lot of guys that can glue it. And hopefully we get – we got a new new freshman, Connor Coles. I understand he's a pretty good little pitcher. And yeah. It'll be kind of fun to watch. And who are the other freshmen to kind of – Connor Coles, Hunter Smith came out and played a little bit with us. And, uh, you know, I should have put the roster in front of me names that <laughs> slipped my mind. But, you know, we probably got five or six freshmen coming to play in this year that uh, watched them last year. They're all good. Uh, Jet Tamez, mm-hmm. whose mom was on the podcast a couple weeks ago, the cheer That's coach. Right. Yeah. And uh, Jet will be a big one because Blake can – he's our catcher. So Blake is able to pitch now with a Jet's a decent – a really good catcher. Oh, nice. And so we got someone to back him up and – and then a guy that can work his way into a starting spot if he wants to. Yeah. So what's the identity going to be like for this team? What What are you guys going to uh, – when people think a kid is ass. My, and it's a yearly thing is dirtbag baseball. And I don't mean <laughs> dirtbag in a bad way, as in like bad people. I mean dirtbag is uh, when they're leaving the field every night, they're going to have the dirtiest uniforms in the in the uh, park. And yeah. they're going to be able to bunt. They're going to be able to hit. Uh, our offense has to be able to swing it. There's days that wind blows 50 miles an hour. And we need to lift and separate and try to get the ball in the air. And then there's days we're going to face a kid like Logan Mercado for Tri-Cities Prep who's pumping upper 80s going to the University of Oregon. And you know what? We're going to probably have to lay a couple bunts down for base hits against that guy. And uh, small ball him to death. And so, I, you know, we like to have adver- or diversity in what we do. And and you know, I think we got – our kids were starting to hit the crap out of the ball when the summer was over. Yeah. And if they kept that in throughout the year, then we'll be just fine. When was summer baseball? When did that go? It started uh, June and ended – Actually, we worked up to the very last day of July. Okay, yeah, and most most of the kids were there that are yep, most of them the there. Freshmen and uh, kid from Thorpe, Colby Morris, <clears throat> he yeah. hit the crap out of all this summer, and and he's a kid that has an opportunity to earn himself a spot too. What year is he? He's going to be a uh, sophomore, and if I'm wrong, Colby, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, obviously, Justin Hudson's probably the biggest name yep. coming back. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to Yakima Valley right. uh, College next season for uh, college baseball. Um, What's it like to have him back? It's pretty exciting. You know, I'm yeah. pumped to have him. And a dude that hit 600 last year, and he, he's a presence. He was the third leading vote getter behind Mercado and and uh, Max Nelson, who's graduated. So I think he, if he has a year that he's capable of, I mean, he's going to be up there in the top two again. And and uh, I think my biggest thing for Justin is he played for the Packs all summer, so he got plenty of baseball in. And I know that uh, he needs to come in and not put pressure on himself. Mm. He needs to come and play, have fun. Be, all the kids need to do is come and have fun and be be a uh, my favorite quote is be a play the game with the mind of a man but the heart of a little boy if yeah. he does that 
he's gonna have, he's gonna be very successful. Just have fun, man. Yeah. And so you guys kind of had a little dip near the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do you kind of think happened, and what you said the team learned from it? I mean, how do you how are these guys gonna apply it this well, coming season? You know, I think there was a couple, you know, bad eggs or whatnot that and what we figured out and and we got that taken care of and um, you know, we went toe to toe, took prep to a full seven inning game in the game one, and we had him beat into the fourth inning until we had an injury. And then I think it was six errors in a row and we lost that game. Yeah. And from then it seemed like our season kind of went down and you know, we're going to, we're taking the kids over to cross point high school, which is a two B school over in Bremerton. Mm-hmm. And we're going to spend the night, take them. They've, half the kids have never seen a shipyard before. So <laughs> we're going to, we're going to lock them together for a day yeah, at least in vans and uh, take them over there, spend the night and then play the game the next day. And, Team camaraderie. If we if we combine and be one solid unit, I think this team can be to a Final Four. Yeah. If if we all try to go our separate ways, who knows? Yeah. They have to repeat. But. Yeah. All right, cool, coach. Well, Thank thanks. You Appreciate for, having me here, and <laughs> thanks, I, you know, uh, maybe you'll invite me back sometime. That's it. Could yeah, I'll give you a little <laughs> midseason pre or review and see how you're doing. And uh, yep, yeah, so, sounds good. All right. Well, thanks. Your spray application only works if it hits the target. Common sense, right? Hi, I'm Sam Kimmel, an account manager in Endicott, Washington for the McGregor Company. The threats to your crop and to your yield are largely below the canopy line. Conform DP by McGregor improves spray performance by minimizing drift and reducing fine spray particles that are unable to break through the top canopy layer to those tough to reach targets. With Conform, your investment stays on your field. Spray what you mean and mean what you spray with Conform DP exclusively at the McGregor Company. All right, KDS Valley Sports Talk fans, we're back. Uh, we got the trifecta. The Cleom coach called. The Kittitas coach finally showed up. And now we got on the horn, three-time state champ, Ellensburg High School boys baseball coach, Todd Gibson. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome. Thanks. Well, uh, you know, we're just doing a preview of this season. And uh, you know, talk us through. Uh, I think it's it's pretty fair to say we're going to have a, a good jump on the season beans. We can the fields are clear already. But talk us through the the team you got coming up this year. Well, uh, we're probably in a in as much of a different spot than we've been in a long time. Um, going to have quite a few new faces on the field. Uh, there are we're we're starting off with a team that um, originally had pretty good pitching going into it and. For high school, Eric, you know that's mm-hmm. um, you can have two good guys at least in our league, and if you have a third, you're really tough. Well, um, as basketball knows, they lost Hunter, and so did we. So, I thought we probably had the two best one-two combo, if not in just our league for sure, um, maybe top three in the state. So, that was one of our strengths, and uh, and then going off of that, we we're going to be pretty young in every other spot on the field just to um be brief about it um, especially at the catching spot been pretty fortunate to have um d1 type catchers mm-hmm. just fall in our hands things we really didn't have to do with them super talented um offensively and defensively so that's an area we're gonna have to build up and i think we got some good young talent in the infield and uh in the outfield uh we were steady there for three or four years too so that, that's going to be um, pretty new for every kid, um, depending on what we do with Davis. But if, if you want to talk about individuals later, I'll, I'll go into that. That's kind of where I see us. 
So you get obviously you have Davis Davis back on the mound. I mean, how how big is having him come back for a senior year, and what do you kind of expect out of him? Well, I was talking to him at the basketball game last night. Um, everybody knows uh, who he is, probably not just in our league, again across the state. Um, big, tall, control hard. Um, had success as a sophomore and junior, and. You know, just one of the things I said to him last night at the basketball game is our best player has got to be our hardest worker. And um, so we're looking for new leadership because we've had so many of these good kids that were in the lineup for three years. And, and now he's not just pitching for us, but, um, you know, offensively, even a lot of people don't know this, but he actually can swing it and going to be in the meat of the order. I'd say in the top three or four spots, definitely. Um, so I'm looking for him to be a leader. And there's a couple other seniors that um, have had some time besides Hunter, um, of course, that have been getting their time behind all these talented kids that I think will pay dividends. It might not show up in March. Uh, and we got a pretty tough schedule. But by the time we get to the end, maybe they'll be seasoned enough that they'll uh, they'll pick it up. We, You know, Max has obviously got some talent. Uh, Gavin. Um, Rikers throwing a little bit. And then we got some young arms too. I, I think that will just kind of show themselves here in the first couple of weeks that we can use. Mm-hmm. Coach, uh, talk about that schedule. You, you mentioned it kind of generically there or briefly. Um, what do we got? Uh, what do we got going on to start the season? <laughs> um, I laugh because, you know, uh, when you look at your, what you got coming back and our, our strength was pitching. <laughs> And I hate to dwell on it. It's not something I'm going to do once we start practice, obviously. But I scheduled according to having two arms that were right. upper 80s, low 90s, um, wanting guys to compete against us, put the ball in play so we could be in close ball games and um, have to fill the ball off of state caliber type teams. So what I did was went and scheduled uh, all – teams that finished in 2A state for non-league and <laughs> yeah and, a, and then decided to take a break with uh, Lake Stevens a 4A powerhouse that'll come to our to us in a double header when we play Liberty who was a quarterfinal team wow yeah so you know we'll we'll preach like we always have just you know follow the process and um, throw some strikes and Hopefully we'll be able to stay in games, but I think our kids have been around enough. They know how to do that. So we'll see how they react to it. We'll talk about that a little bit with us. You know, you don't have to share all your secrets by any means, but I know you guys are big on that, uh, you know, the mental side of baseball and just how big is that for your guys' team? Uh, It's been four or five years, <clears throat> but even before that, Brian King came to Ellensburg high school and just, pretty much did a clean sweep of all the programs uh, when Eric Davis was here, <clears throat> excuse me. And, um, and you know, there are no secrets to it. It was pretty generic at first. It was finding out what your core covenants were, um, what represented our program basically in three words. And we just followed the worksheets and the workbook to, to be honest with you. And it wasn't until <laughs> Well, the first year we did it, we went 20 and 0 in league. Yep. And uh, we kind of thought it, that had something to do with it. Hmm. And we finished 22 and 2, um, ran into some good teams in the playoffs. And 
Um, but it was after that that I really felt like you've seen the difference because the kids made it theirs and that there's the mental game that you can read out of a book that you can do out of a worksheet. But, and then Cole Canyon came along who was also a baseball coach um, and a former Bonesburg high school player, of course, that just, it really personalized it with all of us other former Ellensburg guys and coaching these Ellensburg kids that this is who we are. And, and then when, you know, and you get some lucky bounces to win enough games, the kids start to believe in it and it, it actually does work. And then they own it and we don't really, there's a lot of it that we don't coach anymore, but um, we meet every Wednesday. Uh, we don't even go outside. That's the first 45 minutes of practice. And we kind of determine the topic um, as we go through the season where we see our shortcomings and then just try to fix it. When Coach, when you say we see our shortcomings, is that something that's kind of led by you as the coaches or maybe the team leaders? Or, or is that kind of a an open dialogue where it's pretty obvious what, what you need to focus on? Um, I would say, well, we have another thing we call BP Monday. Um, and, and most people, when they think of baseball, they think of batting practice, right? And mm -hmm. BP, when you hear the initials BP, well, for us on Mondays, the whole program meets uh, in the bleachers for the first 15 minutes of practice. And it's called Bulldog Pride. And what we do is we just, it's a good review of the weekend. And as coaches, whether it was through text on the bus ride home, um, usually a lot of text uh, where we came up short on the process, maybe the results were what we wanted. Um, most of the time we're winning. So they get this false security that they're doing everything right. So we try to pick everything apart on that Monday. And then that just sets the tone for what we, how we plan to attack the week. And our, our practices are scripted Monday through Friday. If we're not playing on Tuesdays down to the detail of what they're going to throw to us on Saturday, like they got a good lefty and, all of our base running stuff comes off of that. So that BP Monday plays into it. And and then the we is uh, Cole Canyer. He, he does the classroom part of it, but uh, he usually will get to me on Monday through an email and we just communicate. Uh, he'll ask me, Hey, what would you, what'd you see? What is it that we want to attack this week? And, and that we go from there and it may be through videos uh, and I told him, you know, even this year, I said, I want to personalize a little bit more to our program where where we came up short last year, even though it was a successful season. Um, we just, you know, where we fell apart on the process and see if we can better it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So besides, you know, the void is you kind of talked about um, <laughs> behind the plate. Is there any guys you kind of see that could fill? fill that role or are you just kind of, is there a few guys you're kind of looking at? Well, I really like what we did last year again um, with the June ball. So I worked with 12 kids and I had Brady Robick who was a volunteer coach last year with me. And um, so Kyler Delvo did some catching. Um, and then we had Jack Morrill was, uh, well, not with our program. He played with the river dogs, I believe. Um, he, he was a, younger catcher in our program. So there's a few kids coming up. Um, and then by chance, uh, Cameron Campbell and Jaden Bugney are going to be in town. So I, 
I'm going to try and utilize their um, expertise and getting down there early. Mm-hmm. One of the things, you know, we probably like Eric would do early on in practice, you have individual defense and <laughs> we've been pretty fortunate again with those good catchers that you can almost send them off on their own. There was usually a coach there, but usually as a, an assistant mm-hmm. and, and now I think we need to just manage that time a little bit better. And that's what we're working on right now. Just back planning on practices. And I, I could foresee, Hey, we're not going to have, we don't need Jaden Bugney handing us a ball to hit a fungo. This kid's got to be doing something else. <laughs> you know, coach, I, I love talking about, you know, the coming season, but you know, you, you mentioned a couple of big names there who are, you know, successful alums and, and, um, do you keep in touch with, you know, some of the guys that have gone on and, and played elsewhere or, or, uh, you know, how often do those guys maybe visit practice or at least communicate with the, with the team that, that you have? Well, um, I think when any of us that love sports, you can visualize what you'd want to, you know, you've seen other programs. Uh, I'm just, a, I, I'm a lover of college baseball. So I've been all over the country I don't like flying, so I drive around a car. I go to all these fields, and I've been to camps with my kids, and you visualize what you want your program to look like. Um, You can't make it happen. Um, The kids got to own it. And so when I hear other coaches honestly talk about leadership, um, it it comes from them. And, um, yeah, keeping in touch with them all the time. In fact, the relationship probably gets even better afterwards because they're free to – kind of be who they want to be (laughs) (laughs) absolutely yeah i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna share everything with that um we're not gonna ask yeah but they're you know you kind of know who their true character is when they're playing for you and thank god they play by the rules but um after that especially the ones that want to continue playing um you know a lot of them will say uh it's not the same we miss that and you know, part of our job is still keep coaching them, I think, just more so on life stuff. And then, then it kind of flip-flops in terms of teaching the baseball part. I'm asking them. So, and I know that's true of our other coaches too, um, that don't have like teaching jobs that they love it. And I was explaining that to somebody else the other day, just that, uh, as a player, we'd all love to keep playing as long as we could have, but somebody told us we weren't good enough. Um, <laughs> we got Casey Kelly on our staff and got to play a little bit longer and all of us and actually right. got some money for it. But, um, to watch these kids learn that it's not about that and that you're getting an education and, and, uh, it'll always be a part of your life. I think the coaches realize, geez, I missed this. And, but, you know, I, I think Eric would say the same thing. It's you, you get to compete. You just don't get to be on the field. Well, yeah, totally. Because, you know, we're not getting rich coaching high school baseball. We're not doing it for a paycheck <laughs> by any means because my, my wife would have been long gone by now if I was basing my <laughs> career off that paycheck. So, um, But, no, it's the love of the game. And I know I'm probably feeling the same way you are, knowing that D1 baseball is opening this weekend. There's already been games going on and the itch. And it's nice outside. It's not you – know, I'm not getting work done because baseball season's here. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's – Oh, sorry. Go ahead. ahead. Oh, no, that's um, 
you know, they're always talking, people around here talk about Mariners, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, um, you only get to talk about them for a month usually, and then you get tired. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So that, that's always my take when I hear the other coaches talking about them. Um, at least I get to enjoy, uh, college baseball till about the second week of June through the college world series and about the all-star break comes around the 4th of July. That's when I start watching major leagues. We'll talk about that too, because you've taken your your summer team and you've done this trip a few times, whether it's been a full team or just a handful of guys. But talk about taking your kids in the summer to Omaha in the best one of the best settings in college baseball, I would assume, or baseball in general. Honestly, Eric, that started when I was um, 13 years old. I got laughed at, about laughed out of the dugout last year because I brought this notebook. <laughs> At, from when I was 13 years of age, where I was keeping track of my innings, I had the University of Miami's field drawn out and where my locker was going to be. Wow. And uh, and there was probably, well, I know for a fact, there was one college baseball game on a week on Sundays at 5 o'clock ESPN. Wow. And I think, yeah, I watched the Miami Hurricanes play the main Black Bears, and that's where that all came from. And, <laughs> I was 40 years old when I took my um, sons. They were probably uh, eight and six at the time to Rosenblatt, and it was its last year. And um, that was just a dream. Again, I don't like flying, so I drove. And grandma and grandpa lived in Mississippi, so we went across the country back twice. And I think we saw about 20 to 25 different D1 baseball fields and Gosh, Our goal so was fun. to sneak into the park. Yeah, we're like 24 out of 25 and sneaking in the park. So. Wow, <laughs> that's so cool. And then I, we took uh, from there, I, 2011, um, and I, I don't say I, but a group of us, there's 32 kids that went back and played games in South Dakota, and we went and watched the College World Series, and that was just a great moment. Um, and then I took some individual kids back here um, just last year. And uh, because of what happened to me in the spring there um, with my health and stuff, I thought I, I got to start doing more of that stuff. I don't know what parents trust me enough after that happened to let them travel across the country in a minivan with me. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, that's uh, before we wrap this thing up, because John's got another question. But before you ask it, uh, you know, obviously the CELA matchup during your league games. Um, that's always a good one. But who else in the league are you kind of is going to be the top of the? That was going to be my question. Give, give us a take us a tour around the league, coach. Yeah, um, I think um, people are going to be looking for paybacks on us because we have been the bully on the block for a little bit, and then Sela recaptured that last year. But I think both of our programs will still be um, really strong, um, even with the losses. Um, you know, they lost some guys too. They do a good job down there. Um, the team on paper that I would say uh, if anybody was really favoring, it would be East Valley because mm-hmm. they have, I believe they have eight starters back and all their starting pitching. Wow. wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they probably, um, I don't think they've enjoyed playing third fiddle to <laughs> us and, and see the last couple of years. And they do a good job there. And so they're going to be tough. And then the other um, team that's a little bit like us, that uh, was young last year, but made a run is Efreda. Mm. So, and then Othello is all, they're always tough. So we're in that tiered division. And so the upper teams are always going to be good. And even the lower teams are starting to get a little bit better. So, yeah. 
Just curious, Todd, where is Davis going to potentially play some first, or is he going to be in the outfield mainly? Uh, we, um, Of course, we're going to try, try and take care of him. Um, so mm-hmm. it, we really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Time will tell. Um, it could be, you know, um, him throwing the first game, uh, limit his throws because he can control that more from the outfield a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and even maybe he DHs okay. if, if he's uh, throwing too much. I, you know, we want to be careful of that. And then, but he, he actually is a great first baseman, not just for his range, but the first time we put him there last year, he, I mean, he looked like a natural first baseman. And Hunter would have occupied that spot if not for his injury. And then there's a couple of young guys that are, um, that could probably fill in there. We're hoping that a few kids show up. Usually they do that. We didn't even plan on. I heard there's a few new kids in school, okay. uh, a couple of Texas kids. So oh. they're going to, we got one from California that threw 94. If these guys are throwing 94, we're going to start getting looked at by the WIA, I think. I think so. <laughs> Heck, I'd take it any day there, Coach. <laughs> so, yeah. And then infield, you got – well, I mean, we were already talking about infield, but you got Riker back. Is he going to stay at second, or is he going to kind of move into that he, short position? Uh, I think he's probably going to have to move the short. That's what I was – you know, um, Riker, it was good for him as a freshman that – when you lose three reliable infielders off of two back-to-back state championship teams in a third place, I mean, they occupied between between Xander, Gage, and Trace. The, those were the only three that played it for three years. Wow. So, we're yeah, we're pretty lucky. And they're all high-level players. Well, they're all college players. And Rikers, uh, I'm excited about um, his ability. Um, and he's growing a little bit. And he's, he, he loves baseball, so. Yeah. You want a guy that communicates and leads from shortstop. I, I'd say he's a front runner for that. Sure. Oh, that kid works his butt off. I, I can see it from just other off season stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's you- some, uh, other kids that, um, we're just going to, they're utility athletic type kids. So I could see them playing outfield or infield. So it's still, everything's kind of being figured out still a lot of positions. A- absolutely. The most yeah. we've ever had to do since, um, I'd say 2011. Yeah. Where, where do you see Max Burnham when he's not pitching? Well, him and Gavin rotated third last year, um, both do a pretty good job. Um, and so that'll probably happen. Um, unless there's a need for, one of them over at the other corner at first base. Um, if we move Davis out there and then I don't foresee them going to the outfield, but possibly. Yeah. And yeah, he's a good third. He's a good third baseman. Max. Yeah. And then center, obviously Riley seed covered a lot of ground last couple of yeah. years. <laughs> Where do you, yeah, just in is there, is that the position too? That's just kind of up in there. It's open. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Ewald had a pretty good summer and he's a senior. Um, he reminds me a lot of Dylan Young. Nobody knew Dylan Young's name. I love pulling those guys out of the hat here. He hits in the nine hole for us and was fast and just worked his butt off in the weight room. Um, was a great teammate, number one, and then, um, played all left field for us pretty much the whole season last year. And (laughs) he had a home run on senior day. He, um, 
I think he hit over 300 for us. So yeah, I can see Joe Ewald, uh, very similar to Dylan Young. And he, he's literally logged less than 10 at bats, I'd say on varsity. And so I love, uh, you know, when they think you're down a little bit, you know, we might be a new team, but they're going to say, where the heck this kid come from? That's right. <laughs> he's just really steady. Yeah. Hey, there's that, there was a video last year that kind of went a little viral, I guess, in the community on Facebook is you, I think you called a home run from third base. <laughs> you looked back at the camera and said, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and, I got, yeah. What, <laughs> what, what was yeah, the scenario? What's that? Um, I got pretty lucky, but I think uh, Eric probably has uh, been down there at times. And uh, you, you can kind of see when a kid's, just the trajectory of the ball matches up with the kid's swing. And I, uh, I don't know. There's a camera there. I never really get on camera. So I turn around and told him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really thought he, he was going to get him. I just didn't know it'd be that pitch. But, and I didn't, of course I thought it I was like, was it, who, Oh my God. <laughs> who, who hit that ball? Was it Dylan? That was Dylan Young. Yeah. That's what I thought. The only home run he had of his career on senior day. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it was just yeah, it was because I knew what he had put into it, and yeah, um, it, I mean it's one run. I don't I don't recall if anybody was on, but mm-hmm. it's just when you see a kid that works that hard get paid back. What well, I think calling that kind of puts you in the league of a Mike Blowers call there, coach. So uh, <laughs> calling home runs left and right. So yeah, thanks, Eric. Don't mention that name. That guy hit a grand slam off me when I was playing Pepsi Pack. To oh, seriously? Lose the game. So, oh yeah. I'll have to get a meeting set up. <laughs> and get uh get some talking out here but yeah the well, ball landed in the tennis courts out behind left field so <laughs> well at least it was against a big leaguer not just a guy that was done the yeah it sounds day, like so. that's a special podcast interview right there we got connections to flowers yeah. we yeah. can make it happen yeah. <laughs> yeah so well coach we won't take any more of your time thanks uh, coach we yeah. are going to have you back on here in a couple more weeks for get you in studio uh but thank you for joining us and taking time out of your day today and good luck this season okay thanks guys thank you all right, Valley Sports Talk fans, we are here to wrap it up. Uh, Luke, we, we accomplished something big right now. What's that? John took off the cloak. The what? Remember? Oh, he's been sitting right. here in his yeah. invisible cloak from Harry Potter. <laughs> how we introduced the episode. Yeah. I recorded yesterday. I'm here. I was here in spirit, though. Well, you were here. You just wrapped in that invisible cloak with Harry. You're being a sneaky That's exactly what Taking it was. Taking notes. He wanted to get the inside That's track. That's exactly what it was. <laughs> um uh, guys, we recorded on two different days. <laughs> That's All right. What it was. Uh, you know what? Life happens and scheduling gets hard and, and it's springtime. I expect it to get even harder sometimes. But uh, anyways, let's it will be on. very difficult because we're all going to be either outside doing yard work, mm-hmm. maybe practicing a little baseball, or mm-hmm. somebody here will be working on their golf game maybe. Luke's right. right. owning yeah. the golf course, <clears throat> which I think we should have a fun drop-in episode. Uh, from the 19th uh, hole. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when it'll be the best one. Uh, and actually, if you guys saw yesterday, we, we posted the one with Coach Fisk, the signing day special, and that was a lot of fun doing that. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. You know what I, we were talking about? You know, obviously, uh, I wasn't there for the interview, but watching the episode and then talking to you guys, um, things like that, it, you just can't wait for spring ball to start and then – after spring ball is done in what April, early May, that's a long spring and summer before football starts again. There's more to life than football, but man, it's so fun. Yeah. And uh, Fisk is passionate about it, and I'm glad he found time to get in the studio. The 
and he's he's coming back. We're gonna do another spring episode. There's talk of <clears throat> Thursday night football somewhere in town. We'll see if we make this happen. Thursday night football. Get you'll come out to a restaurant. Uh, we'll have coach there. We'll have some high school coaches, some players, and get behind that. If if you want to sponsor it, give us a, shoot us a message. Just throwing that out there. You know, fishing. You know, fishing season's coming. <laughs> um, the the last point on that is if you're a community member and maybe you've kind of been so so about the football program or not supporting Central Athletics, Coach Fisk is a guy that you can rally around. He's good for this town. He's good for this community. He is dedicated to bringing in quality people. He's going to bring quality athletes, but he's going to bring a quality people who are going to go on to be great people and. And you need to get behind that and support that if you're a sports fan. So, uh, but we're here for Would You Rather. There's rumors we have a sponsor for this segment. Another one coming up. We'll announce it next week, probably. Sounds I, good. Because I got to go visit this this company here next week because uh, some taxes are coming up. So that's just a brief little Ooh. who it might be. Who it might be. Little hint um, there. Little hint. Uh, we're super, super pumped about that. And thanks to Fitters Furniture for sponsoring us again. And Would You Rather uh, Springs here. I'm wearing the Mariners jersey. It's the Griffey episode. Uh, pitchers and catchers have reported already. Um, so we'll go straight to that one. Would you rather get more, or do you get more excited about pitchers and catchers reporting or the first day of the NFL training camp? <clears throat> Luke, hmm. or are you are still we, thinking about it? Well, do we count uh, just pitchers and catchers reporting? Well, pitchers, it's like, to me, it's pitchers and catchers, and like a couple days later, everybody's there. So we'll just say the week of everybody think, coming together. I think NFL training camp because it happened. Because like a month later, then they start playing. Right. Don't they? Spring training takes forever. I it's feel a like. month. It's a month. Is it? A, it's about a month. It always seems longer. Because they're starting their games during our spring break in the middle of last week of March. So they start in February. 26th. And the first game, when's usually the first game? Well, this year it's March 26th. Okay. So, so the first spring like training game is next week. Last week of February, yeah, everyone doesn't play for about two months, right? Yeah, a month and a half. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, the start of spring training, and the reason why is when I think of baseball, I think of just sitting in ho- hopefully good weather, watching like professionals do the best that they can, the best you know, the professionals at the you know top of the game, and uh, just sitting there either in outfield grass or sitting there in nice seats, enjoying the sun, enjoying the company. And um, I know baseball is a long season, but it's one of those things where it's just, it's just so fun to watch. So I, I, you know, don't get me wrong. I really like football too, but um, on that question, I'm going to say pitchers and catchers. Um, I guess you guys know what I'm going to choose. It's pretty no brainer pitchers and catchers. Mostly. I mean, football camp. I'm on a Harold bed working. Uh, spring training, I'm getting I'm getting jacked for the season. And if you have go down there because it's the most relaxing thing, and only carry your cell phone with you for the simple purpose of taking pictures. Don't answer or to make your friends jealous. That's, so that's right. any. That's any, right. So we'll go. I'm definitely a spring training guy. I'm kind of bummed. I'm not there right now. Um, okay, Coach Gibson talked. He's a big college baseball fan. Uh, baseball World College Baseball World Series or go to the College Softball World Series. Either got Oklahoma. Or Nebraska. Softball's in Oklahoma. Baseball's in Omaha. I'll go softball. Yeah. I want to go to Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Better barbecue there. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'll give you two answers. One, I'm gonna say both because that's just <laughs> you you're gonna have both. the most rabid fans there. Yeah. Right? 
I mean, in an incredible venue. Both of them are historic venues. Craziest fans, so I'm going to say both. But honestly, right now, given the life that I am, and I am, uh, um, you know, a dad of two <clears throat> princesses, we'll just say, one of which plays softball, I'm going to have to go with Softball World Series right now. I want to do both because if I ever hit the jackpot and win a bunch of money, we're going to spend a week in Oklahoma. And then I believe a week later is the Baseball World Series because college softball is fast, fun, and I think they're nuts for how close they are to home plate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it comes off pretty hard. Uh, but Omaha fast, would be fun, a, a little crazy. That yeah. is what you're saying. If you go to Omaha, Tony Quirk, Central alumni, Ellensburg alumni, he went with his dad, I believe, and, and uh, he went. There's no dog in the fight. He picked one team, and each team has a bar. Like one bar is themed Michigan or Vanderbilt. And all the Vanderbilt fans go to that bar. Wait, after. why didn't you say like Texas, buddy, or Texas Beach State, or yeah, come those on? Are, those are great programs. Texas, rest in peace, Augie Grito. That Whatever. Was, anyways, okay. We got but this. does that mean Tony Quirk buys the first thirteen rounds? Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. Right. Thanks, he, Tony. He's another guy that doesn't like to fly, so he'd be he'd be going down. With Coach Gibby, and I'd go for the experience of riding to those two. So. Okay. Uh, okay, it's kind of similar to the one before. Would you rather go down? For a weekend of spring training, watch three games or opening day, front row seats. Opening day. Easy. Because it's real baseball? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You have something to say, John? (laughs) (laughs) No, we were talking about this uh, during the break. and You guys never even been to opening day. Yeah, that's what we were saying. I'd love to – I'd really enjoy – being there for opening day, I'm looking at a picture of Safeco Field that you have on your on your wall here, country. Yeah. And, and uh, I need to move that to over here. But I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the spring training just because it's in Peoria, uh, where it is warmer down there in Arizona than it is here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm getting the whole experience <clears throat> of just enjoying baseball and weather. So, so yeah, for, spring training. How many is it? Did you say games or weeks? For a weekend, a weekend, three games basically. <clears throat> oh. Yeah. What about you, sir? Uh, spring training. <laughs> the opening day is fun for a day, be a one-time experience, but I always want to go back to spring training. Actually, I kind of think there's a possibility we'll get to go this year. I don't know. It's a during spring break and practice. And... Do it. <sighs> I want to. <laughs> It'd be fun. Maybe Luke will pay for our tickets. Yeah. That's right. That's true. Beans, he's the return. Uh, the other thing coming up here soon. Very soon. And a couple teams. I'm not sure about Ellensburg how many wins away they are. Kid has boys or win two wins away from the state tournament. But, this, I mean, the Ellensburg girls and the boys have a shot still. And what's your favorite state tournament for any three seasons, four seasons? I kind of yeah. think I know what his is going to be. One of them. Yeah. You have your answer? No, not yet. I bet you're going to say cross country. What's that? I bet one of yours is cross-country state because you've talked about it. You know, it was my – I think I'm the one that brought up this question, and now I'm having the most difficult time thinking of it because um, state cross-country is absolutely incredible, especially when they're coming down that final hill. But, of course, then this year through a scheduling snafu, I mean, state volleyball for Ellensburg was literally in their backyard at Central, which was really cool to be a part of. Um, of course, I can't tell you how many, <clears throat> excuse me, Spokane basketball tournaments I've been to. Um, and there's nothing against the Sun Dome or 
the Tacoma Dome, but that Spokane Arena is built for basketball. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that is a really fun tournament. But I, I also want to say, um, you know, state track and field. I When I was in your position, Luke, as a sports editor, I went to multiple track venues and, and uh, I mean, just saw some really incredible times. So it was my question to, an- to ask, and uh, I can't even give you an answer, so I'm going to say all of the above. <clears throat> I'm going to have to go state basketball. That was that was pretty fun watching the kid pass boys last year and basketball is always pretty I mean just like last night covering the Ellensburg boys it was always it was really close and it's those kind of games are really fun to observe or those guys matter if you're working yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. state uh, state golf is cool too yeah I mean <laughs> yeah well especially fun. with crimp winning it and stuff I mean yeah yeah that was really fun it was fun to just fun how it played out like i i knew if she was if she shot 75 or under i was gonna go and she yep. shot 74 and i was like i'm just gonna go and she ends up winning it so that was a good chance yeah yeah uh it's no brainer in spokane arena the 2b state tournament because it's clean mm-hmm. and i don't know how many times i've sat center of that net or not net the curtain hanging yeah, down with yeah. my dad looking at both games yep. on each side and and, you know, you get your food in the first half because you don't miss any second half action at the state tournament. Heck no. Uh, the other thing is a throwback because I liked it when it was all regionally in Yakima. A baseball Final Four weekend yep. is yep. awesome, especially when it used to be championship day at County Stadium with the Bs through the 2A, I believe. Yep. And you got, well, B, 1A, and 2A. Three games in one day of dog piles, winning state titles, usually sunburnt, terrible when we got back from my cousin Aaron and when Nate was older and my cousins and my dad and my uncle and I sitting down there watching. It was where I fueled my hatred for DeSales when they won 23 out of 25 state titles and yeah, the task got beaten 95. Anyways, um, yeah, so that's my, my two. I wish they'd bring it back locally for baseball. But Spokane Arena, you can't beat it. That's just... Pretty phenomenal. I think the thing with state tournaments or or state competitions is there's so many, and we could rattle off. I mean, we just did rattle off a bunch of like personal experience. So the venue is one thing, and the community is is another. But you can remember, you know, kid ass winning three in a row. Mm-hmm. I can remember um, in oh one oh two when Stephanie Ulmer just destroyed everybody in the uh, in the javelin. I mean, just there was no doubt. And I just remember that. I can still remember hearing this gasp of people just thinking, like, who in the heck is this girl? You know, just that kind of stuff. And and um, so, yeah. That's awesome. Well, that wraps up episode 24. I think it's going to be a little lengthy one, but it was worth it. We had uh, thanks to Coach Cheryl and Coach Gibson for joining us today. And, and keep on the lookout for the next week or so for the spring softball one coming up. I believe Coach Phillips is actually going to join us in-house. Kid We're going to be blessed with his presence. He is going to make time. Whether I kidnap him, old school style in the movie, throw the <laughs> thing over his head and throw him in a van. Just kidding. I'm not trying to condemn myself to getting in trouble. Hey, we're on the <laughs> podcast. <'cause laughs> we're all of a sudden just became an accessory to a crime. Yeah, but so. Phillips will be here. If he has hand ties, you know why. Uh, anyways, um, but no, thanks for, for – uh, for calling in and, and being a part of the episode and please share, uh, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, get on the YouTube channel. We're got videotaping here. Check out our setup. So I forgot to take down our shirt because I'm probably not going to take it down. 
uh, Western Stock. One, one of us has to wear it every episode. I don't. And it ain't gonna be me. I think it's gonna be Luke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's the one that, that fits in that. That um, looks like it's gonna be a little snug around the biceps. Yeah, at biceps. Yeah. I've been doing too many curls. Um, but no, check us out. Please share on Facebook. We've been getting on there quite a bit. Keep lookout. I've been sharing Luke's articles and posts and stuff. And, and uh, you know what a what a great time to be a, a Valley sports fan. You got state basketball, playoff basketball, spring sports around the corner, and uh, tell a friend about us. Spread the spread the good joy of, of Kid S Valley Sports Talk. So, That's right. anywho, until next week, be kind.